Mystic Michaela spiritual family. Welcome to Know Your Aura with Mystic Michaela. So excited. We have a guest today, radio and TV personality and host of her own podcast, The Sarah Frazier Show. We are with Sarah Frazier, and she is coming to talk with us about all sorts of things, especially pregnancy loss, her experience with it. So a trigger warning for this episode for all of you who are listening today. But first, hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. All right. Well, Sarah, right now is in our green room. Yeah. As you know, that's where all, all our guests go. <laughs> uh, let's see what she's doing. Okay, so she's, this is weird. She's actually setting up her podcast equipment. Now, you've been on her sh- show a couple times. I have. You've been a guest on, I think, two times. Yes. So she might actually be thinking that you're going on her show. <laughs> So, I was yeah, just on hers. Yeah, which is really weird because she's got like her microphones out and she's like testing the mics. Yeah. All right. Well, all right. So we'll let Sarah do that for a while. And are we allowed to say her colors yet, or is that a no it's spoiler? Not. She's yellow and purple. Yellow and purple. She's a yellow purple. Speaking of yellow, yes. I have been feeling very yellow the last few days. Do you see any yellow in my aura? I don't. <sighs> all right. Those that follow the show. I've been, I'm red blue. I'm always red blue. I've been trying to get another color in there. <laughs> I figured I would have some yellow now because I've been planning the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family event, mm-hmm. which is coming up on January 29th. Yes. Very close now. Yeah. So I've been making lists. I learned how to use Google Docs. And you did yeah. just for this. Yeah. I know now how to share. Like I could do a Google doc yeah and then i could actually share it with somebody <laughs> welcome welcome people are like, Scott. we knew this 10 yeah. years ago but anyway yeah not being yellow i just figured this out mm-hmm. and then i could email it to that person and then they could actually change it you know that document from their computer yeah yeah, yeah. that's how it works and there's no save button anymore i know like who, who knew well you're coming from i don't know if you like properly used a computer never since you graduated when did you graduate from your master's program oh many years ago <laughs> let's, like, not, let's not even go there. I think it was still floppy even, disk. Time. I'm going to tell you something. I, my, I got my master's so long ago; it's probably not even valid anymore. They're like that. Is, it's doesn't like expired. Count. Yeah, it's expired. My master's degree expired. But you still have the student loans. But I still have the student loans. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got to make that phone call. Yeah, so Google Docs was like uh, crazy to you. You're like, wait a second, you don't have. Where's the save button? I'm like, you don't have to do it. You're like, what? I'm like, I know. Yeah. Just saves. Right. Like, you're like, where does it save? I'm like, I don't know, Scott. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, I'm always so scared because I, I turn off. So this is what I do, actually, because I'm still used to pressing the save button. Yeah. So I'll exit out and then I'm like, oh, crap. I forgot to save it. And then I'll actually go back to make sure that it, it stayed. Yeah. And it, di- it does. It does. It does automatically. <laughs> you do that? Oh. Yeah, I do. I do. It saves to, like, Google or whatever. Yeah. And it's also kind of funny too, because now that, you know, because now you can share it with other people. Mm-hmm. So what I'll do is like just to mess with people, I'll write like funny things. You do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just put I'll like, just show you other features in yeah. it. You can like edit it and put yeah. like notes in the margin and things. Yeah, you can edit it. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. Anyway. But, that was um, really boring. Yes, yeah, it's getting real boring. <laughs> got real, really this boring. got real yellow real fast. That got so boring. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> but I, you know, we do have the gathering coming up mm. uh, in Fort Lauderdale at the Bahiamar Hotel. Uh, January 28th, Friday night. I think people are getting in Friday night, staying Saturday. We have the event Saturday morning. Uh, and then I assume people are going to leave on, on Sunday at some point. But I, I will say, I mean, this group is, it, the Mr. McCallum Spiritual Family is incredible. It's a, such an incredible group. Uh, I think there's about 9,000 people, a little under 9,000 people in it. But it feels very tight, very tight knit. And uh, we get so many, you know, that it changed my life being in the group. I yeah. love being in the group. Uh, is my safe place. I feel it's the only safe place on the internet. You know, we get all of these comments mm-hmm. and, and it's, it's true. I, I, it's true. Right. I mean, you, you get that too, right? Yeah. I mean, like I get blown away by, and this is what I always really wanted. I know we've talked about this before. It's just that I wanted a place where people felt comfortable to make connections with each other. Sometimes like you go through something in life and the people that you normally I guess they can't always grow with you, the people in your life, like whoever you see every day or sometimes friends that you've had forever or, you know, acquaintances, they don't always grow with you or evolve with you or as you shed versions of yourself and evolve, sometimes people can't keep up or or they're not okay with it for their own reasons or whatever. And I really love our group because you come as you are and people really get connected to one another through their soul connection 
when you're connected to people through their soul connections, it doesn't matter. You know, like if you trying new things or you're doing something else or you, or you changed your mind about something or you have new thoughts and ideas or you're not sure where you're at or yesterday you thought one thing and today, you know what, I'm going to try this instead. When you have a soul connection with other people, it's like, great, I support you. And then you support them too, changing and being the best versions of yourself. So it's, you're not, a lot of times in our lives, like the people that we have relationships with, they're they're invested in the static version of ourselves, who you were yesterday. You have to be that person forever. I need you to always be that way. And that's hard for us. We get stuck in a role. And I love this group because you don't have to be static. You can change because it's a soul connection. So yeah, I get really passionate about it, obviously. And I know you do too. So when we get letters or people show me pictures, like this is a friend I met up with. Now we're best friends. And I get pictures of people who met up. I'm like, oh, it just warms my heart. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. And we actually do get a lot of times where people realize, hey, you're in that group too. Oh my gosh. It's so yeah, cool. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, like that, Like pe- I just heard that, yes. I just heard the story, like somebody met up with friends and then their friends' friends. And they're all like, wait a second, you're all in the Mystic Michaela Spiritual Family Facebook group. And they were. That's so funny. <laughs> all right, well, let me read this letter we got from one of the members of the group, um, an email. All right, so this is, and I think this will explain everything that you just said perfectly. Uh, It's from Jen C., so we won't use the last name. She says, hi, M.M. and Scott. So I had a lot of time to meditate and think this weekend, and I felt called to send this email to you both. I wanted to say thank you so much for the safe place and happy place that you have created with your Facebook page and the discussion groups. These two places have been such a blessing to me. And I know others in our discussion group agree. All right, so what, what she's also saying is we do have discussion groups that meet throughout the week. They're like little branches, I guess, of the bigger group, uh, about 20 people in each discussion group, and they, they meet as well. That's what yes. she's referring yeah. to there. I started listening to your podcast in 2020 after hearing MM on the GGE podcast, Girls Gotta Eat. We love Girls Gotta Eat. Ashley and Raina, right? A yeah, lot of, I think a best. lot of Girls Gotta Eat. Fans are also listen to our show too. Yeah, they have a great they have a great fan base. Uh, I was instantly hooked and went and started listening to all the episodes. Joined the Facebook Facebook group and found MM on IG. I was raised by a mother that has always been into the woo woo, so I was excited <laughs> when I started listening because everything I had grown up with because it was everything she had grown up with. Yeah. All right. Uh, I mean, it's a long letter here. I mean, we try to make the paranormal normal over here, right? And I think like people appreciate that. Like we're woo woo without the whoa whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Slow down. <laughs> so she basically goes on to say that she had a friend during that time that was going through uh, a tough uh, period. Mm-hmm. And she, the place that she came to to write about it was the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And she put a post up, the first ever post on, on the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And the outpouring that she got, the, you know, the prayers, the comments, the positive vibes, uh, everything was so overwhelming for her. She yeah. couldn't believe it that all It was all sincere these... and authentic. Yes, it was sincere yeah. and authentic. And that's the thing, what you were saying earlier, you know, sometimes in life you can't go to those people that aren't into the woo-woo, whatever you want right. to call it, because they're on another level and they, they, they're thinking whatever. more 3D and you're thinking more 5D. Yeah. But then you come here to this page and everyone's like, yeah. 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 And they get it. And they, and they get it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, so, and, and she also said, you know, with her face, she goes on to talk about her discussion group how they're her rock and you know she's in the thursday night group with holly and holly is one of our uh moderators on on the page and you know holly has been a blessing to her she talks about so really an incredible letter here so yeah and i think she said something too about how she went through her own yes health scare or something and her group was very supportive to to her yeah which, which is what yeah that's the other thing like you know in her own life maybe she felt like she was putting people out or she didn't want to like bother them or what for whatever reason, but you know, you find these people in this context and it's amazing how you're like, wow, I'm getting like so much support here and you guys don't even know me on my day to day. Because when you have a soul connection, it's immediately stronger than kind of like the superficial, what do we have in common connection? Yeah. And and that's kind of, and you can you could be totally different people and have a soul connection and it works great. And so anyways, that's that's what I think yeah. That's why I love our group. Yeah, and here, <laughs> here's, here's what I'm actually – I'm actually starting to feel this, Ooh. which is very weird because we're only a couple of weeks away now, January 29th. So if you're in the, if you're in the Fort, Lauderdale, Fort Lauderdale area, mm-hmm. come on down to yeah. Behemar Hotel you know, for the – outside of the event, there, you know, there's other hanging out and stuff. Yeah, we're going to have a better schedule set up. 
Yeah, so you don't if you didn't get a ticket to the event, you can still go to like the happy hour or yeah, whatever. Yeah, meet us at but, a restaurant or something. But just let's think about this for a second. We did the we did this a couple of years ago before COVID. Yeah. We had a, we had about 100 something people come out throughout the week, 100 maybe 120 people. Now, all these people have been forming these incredible connections online, basically yeah. on Zoom, on the page, and they have not met. Some of them I think have met, but most of the people have not met in person. Yeah. Now they're all going to meet yeah. in person. It's going to be a love fest. It's going to be insane. Like there's going to be like <laughs> tears. They're going to be laughing. I mean, it's going to be crazy. I think the hotel is going to be a little freaked out. Yeah. The hotel is going to call me a, a cult leader. <laughs> that happened last night. That happened last night. But I'll say, hey, you're, you're right. It's a jovial cult. Your it's turn. Jovial cult. And I'm the leader and I am a cult leader and I will tell them I am. We don't make but, you drink Kool-Aid. Yeah. And... So <laughs> really just hang out with each other. Yeah. It's okay. So I'm, I'm getting a little nervous also because we have all these people. They're going to like the hotel. Like if you, if you're not in the group staying at the hotel, I feel bad for you. What like, do you mean? Like if you're on vacation oh, and you're yeah. in the Bahia Mar hotel and, can you're, imagine? And, and you see all these like Mr. Michaela, like you're with family your people. kids at the pool and you're just happen to be there that weekend. And then like, you just see this group walking around like in the t-shirts and the, yeah. like God knows right. what conversations you're overhearing about right. colors. Yeah. Crystals falling out of their <laughs> Crystals coming suits. out of bras, swimsuits. <laughs> it's going to be hysterical. I, I, I can't wait to see. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I mean, this could be insane. Like the energy is going to be is nuts. It's going to be nuts because yeah. these people haven't met each other I in know. person, but they've been friends. Yeah. So, like, like, like soul so, friends. Like soul friends for actually the last two understand years. each other. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. I'm nervous. I'd love I'm to nervous. interview somebody who is at the hotel who's going to be watching this okay. from the... Yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah. It probably won't happen. They're just oh, going to be uh, like, yeah, just like, like... Like someone from Oklahoma? Yeah. <laughs> like we're interviewing the Jones family from Oklahoma. Hey, what do you think's going on here? Like, I don't know, but I'm really scared. <laughs> like, wow. I, like, I don't know what's happening. I saw a woman with crystals falling out of her bra when she bent down to pick something up. Right. I don't know what's happening. Right. They keep saying 111. <laughs> Anytime they see a number, they freak, freak out. out. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the number is. It's 127, 821, 821. Like the the conversations, if you get stuck in elevators with some of us, it's going to be like, wow. Like if you if you don't understand it and you hear people going up the elevator, like I'm a yellow. Are you a yellow? I'm totally a yellow. <laughs> like what are they talking about? Yeah, it's going to be. All right. All right. Any, anyway. All right. So Sarah is still working on putting her podcast equipment together. We'll take a little break, do a couple of ads, and then we'll come back. Setting new goals, creating and sticking to healthy habits, building a daily routine you can actually keep. Making these changes should be easy, right? Well, if you're not sure how or where to start, then it's time to try Fabulous. It's been a game changer for me. Fabulous is the habit-changing app that gives you the tools and skills you need to feel healthier, more productive, and fulfilled. Fabulous helps you break free of negative habits while helping you build new healthy ones that stick. Fabulous does this by using a holistic approach along with the behavioral science. Unlike other health apps, Fabulous focuses on self-improvement, mental and physical health, mindfulness, and productivity to build a daily routine that works for you. By using behavioral science, Fabulous breaks down science scientifically proven healthy habits into a daily routine of very small tasks that you can easily achieve every single day. Say your goal is to be healthier. Fabulous breaks the goal down into daily tasks like reminding you to drink water, exercise, or even disconnect and unplug. Fabulous also offers weekly challenges that implement the tasks I am already doing in my regular routine. Right now, they're helping me create a morning routine. One of my goals for myself is to have a much more meditation and calming and healthy morning instead of getting up and drinking coffee and scrolling through social media. And they're helping me with that. And it's pretty amazing how well I'm doing. Becoming a fabulous premium member is also a total game changer. Premium gives you access to daily coaching content sessions, unlikes, unlocks all guided behavior change program and lets you add as many habits as you'd like in your routines. My goal is honestly to drink more water and they give me reminders for this. They gave me wonderful little gratitude speeches that I can listen to. It's been helping me improve my mental health as well. So start building your ideal daily routine today with Fabulous Premium and get 25% off Fabulous Premium by going to thefab.co slash K-Y-A. That's thefab, T-H-E, 
F-A-B dot C-O slash K-Y-A for 25% off fabulous premium. That's the fab dot co slash K-Y-A. 2022 is another chance for you to begin anew. And with Skillshare, you can achieve real growth. I'll tell you, I absolutely love Skillshare. I always get excited when they pound through the podcast. Right now, my daughter and I are doing a cool one together. We're doing hand lettering and procreate fundamentals to finishing touches with Gia Graham, who is a letterer and an illustrator. Here's the thing. We just like to try new things and lettering is something my daughter is into. So we're like, okay, let's try it together. That's the thing with Skillshare. Whether you're a dabbler or a pro, a hobbyist or a master, you are creative and you can discover what you can make with classes for every skill level. You can experience real improvement with hands-on projects and classes designed for real life. And And there's even an entire catalog, by the way, that offers subtitles in Spanish and French, Portuguese, and Dutch. So explore your creativity at Skillshare.com slash KYA, and you will get a one-month free trial. That's one month free at Skillshare.com slash KYA. Hey, Scotty. Hey, guys. So I really wanted to do this episode for a long time because doing all the readings that I do, I... I mean, this is not an uncommon experience, but it's something that a lot of women don't talk about. A lot of, a lot of parents don't really talk about. And I wanted to just like, let's talk about it. Um, pregnancy loss is something that I see a lot of people dealing with and there's, it just saturates your life. So, so yeah, that, that was kind of like why I wanted to bring Sarah on so she could talk about it from her personal firsthand experience. You know, you and I never suffered the loss no. of a, a baby or pregnancy. So I can only give you my take on it energetically, which is what I try to do on here. Well, let me ask you a question actually before even the loss of a baby. Mm-hmm. So when someone's pregnant, um, do, does their aura change? I mean, I mean, let's say they don't even lose the baby. They, this is going to be a full term. Everything's going to be successful. Congratulations at the end. Does it change during it? Like, yeah. So, I mean, everyone's different, but sometimes I can tell. Like, it's a little extra. Sometimes it's blue. I have to say, sometimes it's a little extra blue aura. Or if if you're already a blue, your blue's a little bigger. Um, It's interesting. Even with adoption, I'll see it, which is interesting. If somebody's going through, they're having a surrogacy situation, so somebody else is pregnant with their baby, or they're uh, in the process of adoption, and the baby's kind of coming their way. Um, there's been some sort of link made. I'll see that. It's interesting, the same type of energy okay. attached to them, which just tells me just from a spiritual and energetic way that it's not exactly always a biological connection that happens. Obviously your body's involved if you're actually pregnant, but also like the spiritual connection, like your energy is making room to accommodate that new energy entering your life. So yeah, so sometimes I can tell and it's just like blue, like extra. Okay, so, it's like a, it's like a, yeah, it's like a soupy kind of blue too. Okay, so for, for people like me, let me just kind of put it into my language. <laughs> uh, so if I'm a red purple mm-hmm. and I'm pregnant and I, I w- you might see some blue on me. Yeah, I might see, yeah, blue. Okay. And then your other colors might look a little murkier or darker. Okay. I mean, listen, like. Is that, is that considered to you inauthentic? No. That's not into it. And now it's just kind of like, what are you going through? Like okay. that. It's kind of like a health thing, mental health thing. I mean, even if everything's great, yeah. it's just, a, even if you're super happy about it and everything's great, it's, there's something about having a baby enter your life that your aura does take some time to adjust, which I feel like anybody that's had a kid understands that. Okay. And then once yeah. you've had the baby, does that blue just... Fly yeah, away? It, it, it feels different. It's okay. not as attached as part of you or right. foreign or whatever. It's kind of like separate now. And then you just look tired because that's what having <laughs> okay. a kid is. Okay. Then, then I'll just be like, man, you look exhausted or, you know, their aura feels tired. Um, sometimes like new moms and new dads too um, can have like blue in their aura even but it, it feels different after the baby's born. So if they have an infant, their aura can be like very, very blue and kind of spent looking, even if they're not blue. Okay. And that's just because, and I've talked about this before, and I really want to do a postpartum episode too. Um, when you have a child, 
when you get it, however that works for you, like adoption or surrogacy or by, you know, you have your own child uh, yourself. Um, yeah, like you're in their energy so much, it's hard to create a boundary around yourself. So you just get kind of saturated with other, somebody else's energy. Okay. Now let's talk about the other way. Let's say things don't go right. Mm. A tragedy happens. It's horrible. Does that, what's the impact on the aura then? So when I see with, it's okay. So like I said, I can only speak to it energetically and I can't always do generalizations because everyone is so different. Okay. And this is where it gets a little woo woo. I, I suppose when sometimes when somebody has suffered many, many miscarriages, I'll feel just that around them. Like some sort of children in spirit around them. It feels like baby energy around them that is very attached and strong. Now, that does not mean they're stuck or this energy isn't happy or fulfilled or there's something bad happened. It doesn't mean that at all. It just means that you suffered a loss and that memory is with you and that and that memory attracts the energy of the child. I will feel that on people who've suffered it over and over and over and over again too. Okay. Can I ask this question again? I, I, I'm really honestly curious about yeah. it. So if someone had a miscarriage and then they had a miscarriage again, yeah. let's say two or three, whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if you know the answer to this. I don't know if anyone knows the answer to this except for, you know, God, whatever. Right. Of course. Is that the same energy or is it always going to feel it different? It's going to be different. So I that's, mean, that's how I feel it. Okay. Sometimes people will say like the baby will come back yeah. or, and I don't want to argue with whatever you believe you believe. Okay. I really don't because like, that's, this is a personal experience. Personally, the way that I get it through spirit, like, and I'm only speaking for myself, and you are all allowed to have your own, you know yourself best and your experience best, okay? But the way that I'll see it most often with people is that there is some sort of, and it feels like some sort of preordained soul contract issue or soul contract agreement you had with that life energy where you were supposed to be their mother for whatever amount of time that was, a few okay. weeks, a okay. few months, nine who knows and for whatever reason that was some sort of agreement you had with them that you mothered them for that amount of time and and you agree you both agreed to that relationship even if it's the few weeks inside during the pregnancy yeah and i don't know why i don't know why it just feels like an agreement so and it feels like something that you were selfless enough to give them I get like emotional because I feel yeah, this. I, I, on, I see on, that. Yeah, because I feel this when I read women who have been pregnant and have lost it. It's like you're so, it's such a selfless thing. But I feel like they agreed to it before with that soul. So they're like, you know what? I'll do it for you. For whatever reason, that energy, that soul needed to pass or sit with you for a little bit uh-huh. and leave. It feels like some sort of agreement. And it's 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 really what love is. It's really beautiful that you would put yourself in that position to hold that energy for what for whatever that reason was that that other energy needed you to hold them and mother them. So where okay, do you so, know the answer to this question? Okay. So let's say that happens, you pregnant whatever amount of weeks. Yeah. Miscarriage. Then you're done with that contract with that energy. Mm-hmm. Where does that energy go? Um, yeah. So like there's, I get really emotional talking about it. There's yeah. like this other side, there's the other side. And for, that's why, and there's no right or wrong way to deal with the pregnancy loss. Okay. Like if you're somebody that needs to get, you know, all right, I did it. We're done. I don't, you know, maybe I went through it. Now I've moved on. That's fine. Some people can't. And for those people, I say, if that feeling is lingering around you, because you said, where do they go? If you feel like there's just that lingering, it's always on your mind. You're always thinking about that baby. You know, a date passes. You're like, oh, you would have been one. You would have been two. You give them a day, give them a birthday, give them a remembrance day, give them a name, even if it's in your head, give them a tree in your backyard, give them something. If that feeling is around you all the time and you haven't been able to get it out, it's that energy saying that they need that. That's all. And it's just something you can do. And it doesn't mean you're not going to be sad anymore. But it does mean that perhaps the energy can just have, almost instead of being stuck on you, it can flow through you and everyone can feel better. But 
there is another side and I'll see babies being held by your loved ones, like when I do mediumship or there's a place where um, once I, this sounds so crazy. Like I'm a crazy psychic lady. They don't show me a lot of stuff on the other side, but once I was doing this reading for somebody and I saw their mother in charge of like, I don't know, this beautiful nursery. And I just had this feeling that she would like one of her jobs on the other side was to take care of babies that, you know, didn't come full term and came through. So I, I feel that there are places that they go and they're taken care of and it's love and that's home on the other side. So it's okay. But I hope that makes sense. I was like rambling. No, that, that makes sense. And yeah. I, I, mean, I get I, very emotional because like yeah. every single reading I do is, it is different. So, th- but this is kind of the generalizations that I get from that. Cause people want to know like what happened yeah. and is, is my baby okay? Yeah. And, and where do they go? Yeah, I mean, all I can say is, you know, I asked a couple of questions. Now I have like a thousand more questions. I'm sure our listeners have hundreds of questions about this stuff, and I think we'll definitely have to explore these topics mm, more mm-hmm. in future episodes. Um, I think I think that'd be really the good. one thing I do want to say is, and this is another thing that Spirit consistently gives me with having a baby if you're struggling um, with that for whatever reason, and I say this just because I get it from Spirit just envision if that's really what you want you have to just envision that baby in your arms and let go of how it comes to you let go of that process because i'll tell you no matter how that baby comes to you that's your baby if it's adopted if it's you know a little older than you thought you get a two-year-old or something if if it's a surrogacy if it's a donor egg if it's yours if it's donor sperm that is your baby at the end of the day it doesn't matter anything else. So I just want to like, just visualize the love and the bond you have with your baby. All right. Yeah. Well, I hope this helps some people. I hope so. Uh, I think it will. I definitely think it will. Um, all right. So I am going to go tell Sarah that she's actually coming onto our podcast so she could put her podcast equipment away. Got a couple of ads and then Sarah is going to be here. Sometimes in order to go green, you have to get blue. Blue Land, that is. Blue Land was founded on the belief that a cleaner planet starts by eliminating plastic waste while creating powerful, effective cleaners for your entire home. Blue Land's idea is simple and beautiful. Buy the bottle once, refill it forever. No more plastic waste. The only thing you need to discard is your outdated idea that eco-friendly products are more expensive and less effective. Just fill Blue Land's beautiful Instagrammable bottles with water, Hop in one of the hand soap or spray cleaner tablets and with, within minutes, you have powerful cleaning products in the most incredible scents, such as iris agave, perine lemon, and lavender eucalyptus. From their best-selling clean essentials kit to their hand soap duo and plastic-free laundry and dishwasher tablets, Blue Land has something for every inch of your home. And backed by very popular demand is Blue Land's toilet tablet cleaner. Get it before it sells out again. Blue Land's stunning high quality forever bottles start at just ten dollars when you buy a kit and are meant to be reused forever with money saving refill tablets that start at just two dollars try blue land today you'll love it the planet will thank you personally i have been using them for several months now i absolutely prefer them to anything i can honestly say anything I've ever bought at the store and they're pretty. I don't have to hide them. I can keep them out on the counters. So right now you can get 20% off your first order when you go to blueland.com slash KYA. That's 20% off your first order of any Blueland products at blueland.com slash KYA. That's blueland.com slash KYA. I have to tell you all about an amazing new service I've found called FrameBridge. FrameBridge makes it easier and more affordable than ever to frame your favorite things without ever leaving the house. Add a gallery wall to your home office or send the perfect gift from art prints and diplomas to the photos sitting on your phone. You can FrameBridge just about anything. Here's how it works. Just go to framebridge.com and upload your photos or they'll send you packaging to safely mail in one of your physical pieces. 
Preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts. Choose your favorite or get free recommendations from their very talented designers. The experts at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece directly to your door, ready to hang. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at a framing store, their prices start at $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners will get 15% off their first order at framebridge.com when they use our code KYA. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store to work with a designer in person if you're in New York, D.C., Atlanta, Philly, Boston, or Chicago. I have used Framebridge several times. I've sent it to my parents as a gift. I had a beautiful picture of the two of my girls, and I wanted to keep it forever, just like a one of those lifetime pieces and I sent it to them and I got this huge piece gilded frame. It's absolutely a show stopping piece. Um, I, I constantly am wondering about what I'm going to use FrameBridge for next. So get started today, frame your photos or send to someone the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com and use promo code KYA to save an additional 15% off your first order. Just go to framebridge.com, promo code KYA. That's framebridge.com, promo code KYA. I am with Sarah Frazier. She is a radio and TV personality. She's the host of the super duper popular podcast, The Sarah Frazier Show. You can listen to it wherever you listen to your podcast. She talks about juicy pop culture stuff, and she gets really vulnerable and real about her life, which is why we all love her, and I appreciate her coming on to do just that today. Hey, Sarah Frazier, what's up? Hi, Mystic Michaela. I love you. Feeling is mutual. You've been on my show a couple of times. Um, and you're just, I, I, I love everything about you. You're life changing. And so many of the things that you have talked about recently, you know, it's always funny because I feel like things click at the right time with people. You know, you hear a message, but sometimes it doesn't resonate till later. But a lot of the things that you have said to me, I have put into practice in the past like six to eight months. And it is amazing. That is so great. Thank you for saying that. Obviously, it's spirit. And I just try to do my best to like deliver the messages I get. But like, what's interesting is and this is why I'm so glad you're on because we're going to be talking about something else. But when I first met you, I was on your I think it was the Hey Phrase show before the Sarah Fraser was- show. I did a total rebrand, yes. And I was going to say, okay, six to eight months, actually a year ago, when you came on my show, I was really in conflict uh, about my podcast, about the branding. I had this I had this amazing, amazing co-host. We're still dear friends, Andrea Lopez Comedy. She's taking off as a great comic. She's so funny. But- She's so funny. (laughs) We were kind of co-hosting the show and it just like she wanted to work on her own career and I knew I needed to reset. And it was very hard to say goodbye because we had such great chemistry. And I, as in say goodbye, I mean, just not co-host with each other anymore. And when you came on, girl, you read my aura up and you were like, this aura is confused. (laughs) That's why. And I love this because like, and people that listen get it too. Cause like you lost it in authentic colors. So when I first met you you you're the yellow purple and then this like blue that was like hanging out and it wasn't supposed to be there and it was making everything so murky and like you don't have it anymore that's the thing but then crazy things are happening in your life right now right i mean amazing and i have to tell you after andrea and i separated both of our careers like took off. Like she she got Comedy Central, she's doing stuff and she still is a year later for Comedy Central Online. And then I actually had the highest organic downloads for my podcast after I went solo ever. So my, my show was always around like 3,000 to 6,000 downloads. When I started going by myself, I mean, I was getting 10,000, 12,000. I mean, this is like organic without any paid advertising. Um, You know, one show hit 30,000 downloads. And I was like, oh my God, this came from having clarity about myself and the vision of this show. Yeah, you just, you were already doing it. You just needed that nudge, like from spirit, like girl, you you got this. And like, because I feel like with you, and I think a lot of us can relate because you're yellow purple, you're like a very strong uh, person. Like, I feel like you, 
when you give yourself that freedom, you know the best direction for yourself. You're very honest. You love truth. You're like, bring it. Let's self-improve. You're willing to try new things. But maybe in the past, it was a lot of like, oh, but what should I do? Or is this not polite to be so ambitious or whatever? And dropping that, just like people latch onto that. They love that authentic, clear feeling. Yeah, it's crazy because I, I tell this people all the time, like with your branding too, like with people's branding, like no matter what it is, like a little roofing business or your Etsy store or whatever you do, your business like reflects the energy of you. So the clearer you are, the clearer your business is. And then people pick up on that. Like people pick up on that. They feel it. They, they feel it. I mean, it is, it's, it is so freaking true. They feel it. They feel it. And I mean, I, I look back on last year and just like how my podcast, you know, my podcast has been around five years and the past year has just had the highest growth, the highest like downloads. I feel like this year might be the highest money because it's, it's definitely, um, it's, it's had, it's made a lot of money in the past, but then I've, I've had like people that I was paying and I wasn't seeing a lot of, they, they were seeing a lot of the benefits. <laughs> You're like, they were happy. Yeah. <laughs> they were happy, but I was like, why am I only making peanuts at the end of the day? So I think now it's about, ah, uh, the clarity's there, the downloads are there. And I feel like the money is going to come next because, and, and actually to me, <laughs> so yeah. I'm excited for that. I, and that's so interesting, like how that metaphor is back to your aura. Cause like when you were wearing that inauthentic blue, like a lot of other people's stuff was in your energy. So you were like holding other people's energy for them. And now, and you know, and that can, money is just like a reflection of, of all that stuff. So now that you're focusing more on you and then like, it's not, Oh, am I selfish? Like, no, you have to, but now, you know, being a mom, I feel like really helps too. I mean, that's just one journey. I feel like some of us end up taking where you're like, you know what, if I'm not going to do it for me, I'm going to do it for my family or for, for whatever's next for my kid and and my family. So I I don't know if that gave you some strength as well. And and you know this because you have children having kids, and this is not a reason to have a child, but (laughs) (laughs) you could figure it out other ways too other ways it it focuses you it really it in your face forces you to prioritize prioritize time online prioritize people you know people in my life that I loved and I allowed to be giant time sucks you know you cannot do that because literally your child is like crying in front of you and it's like okay I know every day I have an hour maybe of personal time. So how am I going to spend that? Am I going to meditate? Am I going to exercise? Am I going to speak to an old friend that I want to talk to? But it having my son has just also really helped me prioritize like what I want and the kind of life that I want, you know, which is success and fun and family, but also like grounded and not chaos, you know, and not because I, and I'm doing a lot of things for other people, which I have done over the years because I am that type of person. I love, I love helping other people. I love making other people happy. And it's hard. You, you can do that with boundaries. And that's taken me a long time to learn. Wow. All right. Well, Nat is leading me right into the next thing because you were so, I asked you to come on because I've had, you're very open and you're very honest and you're somebody who I feel like, you want to help people through sharing your experiences. You do that all the time in your podcast and everything that you do. I have so many moms and dads too, who've gone through the trauma of pregnancy loss and everything that goes on with that. And you've been so open about your truly, your truly incredible journey with this. And I'd like to take you back, if you don't mind, to yeah. you, to you're married. Your husband is Dan, right? Yes, Dan. And if you listen to the Sarah Fraser show, we call him Schman because after years of calling him Dan, he said, well, I don't want people to know who I am. So a listener came up with Schman because it was like, it's too late. So now it's become this on-running joke. So you'll probably be like, well, who's Schman? <laughs> well, you and Schman decided to have a baby. All right, just bring us back. So you're, and, and I mean, I mean, just how old were you at the time? Because this is like all, everyone yes. like is in this mind space that I read. Yeah, go, go for it. Tell me what happened. Oh, 
I, and I love this journey because I didn't realize that having a baby would be so hard. And I know so many of your listeners are facing this challenge and everything we've been through. So I never wanted kids ever. I never babysat ever in my life. I never, I think I changed my niece's diaper once. You know, I never was into kids. And I got married, you know, my husband and I kind of were in our um, early 30s. We got together. And for some reason, truly the biological clock hit me at 35. And I was like, I want a child. And my husband had always wanted kids. But at 35, I was like, oh, I looked at babies. I was like, oh my God, I love this baby. It was weird. So, you know, we wanted to get married, which we did in 2019. And I can remember saying to him, we should, we should just try to get pregnant now. You know, and he's like, no, you want to have a good time at our wedding. You know, we want to have a good time. Don't get pregnant. So we didn't get pregnant. And literally two weeks in 2019, after we got married in August, we found out we were pregnant. Wow. So soon, right? Yeah. We were like, oh, I was thinking to myself, I was so cocky. I was like, oh, this is so easy. I'm going to pump out these kids. Like this is going to be, you know, yeah. and so we were going along. We we went to the first initial appointments. Everything seemed great. They were like, good. You know, I didn't have, I had no symptoms. You know how people say, oh, like they have cramping or they yeah. have, I had nothing. Like every, I, I had this odd all day kind of like morning sickness. Yeah. It wasn't full morning sickness, but that was it. They always say so, that's a good sign though. They always say like, oh, that's a good sign. That's right. normal. Yeah. I'm thinking everything's good. So I'm 37 at the time. And at the 13 week mark, we, we'd even done a, a round of genetic testing mm-hmm. that had come back. Everything was good. So 13 weeks. And I can even remember feeling like I totally had this. So I actually put the appointment off because I was like, oh, there's nothing like, fine, I'll go. You know, I went to, I had to go to a high risk OBGYN. Yeah. So because of our age. Because after so, 35, that's what they do to you. They talk to right. you a certain way. Yeah. So we went in and, you know, the baby, they brought up the screen, the baby's on the screen, you know, he's, he's moving. We're like, oh my God, you know, it's like finger, you know, we're like talking and it's, you know, in hindsight, right. The, the woman that was doing the sonogram was not saying a word. Mm. She was, she was like, she did not say anything. And she said, you know, I'm going to, I'll be right back. I'll be, I'm going to go get the doctor. I'll be right back. So, you know, again, we're thinking like, okay, great. You know, we'll talk to the doctor. Anyway, the doctor comes in who I've now become dear friends with, but she looked stone cold at us. And she's like, you are having a molar pregnancy. This baby is not going to live. And she's like, there's all kinds of fluid around this baby's heart and his brain. And, um, you need to think about doing, um, oh God, I think it's like a CVS test, which is that needle that they insert. And she's like, you know, this baby might live two more weeks, two more hours, but it's, you know, you need to think about basically having a medical abortion. It was, oh my God. Like what, what goes through your head? Like in that moment, like you and and your husband. Well, I thought she, I didn't think she was right. I was Mm. very angry. I thought she was, I thought she was, (laughs) I can remember thinking all these things. And of course I adore her now. I thought she was like unprofessional. Right. I thought she was wrong. And I could just remember feeling like I needed to run to my OBGYN's office. And like, I, I needed a second opinion because right. she, this couldn't be, I mean, we were seeing the baby. There wasn't any sign. The baby was alive. Like, yeah. How could this be? So we, we did, we, we got a second opinion and you know, the second opinion, the people were like, that OBGYN said the same thing. She's like, this baby, you're having a molar pregnancy. And for people that don't know that, what it is, is all these cysts grow in your ovaries and placenta. And eventually the child, the baby can't live. Mm -hmm. Um, And what happens is they actually have a double set of chromosomes. So it's called a triploidy pregnancy. Two sperm fertilize one egg, which is what cause a, a molar pregnancy. So we, at 15 weeks, we have a DNC and the, with molar pregnancies, the risk, and it's very low. I was the 1% is even when they remove the baby, sometimes this mole can grow back and it can turn into cancerous cells. And in very, very rare cases, it can hemorrhage. So they were saying to me, don't worry, this never, you know, don't worry, it never happens. But if this happens, you need to call 911, but don't worry, it'll never happen. So anyway, I, I, and you have to have week to, bi-weekly blood tests to make sure your HCG levels, which a lot of, of your people that are listening who are trying to have a baby will know what that is. Cause your HCG is, uh, tells if you're pregnant, right. And you have to get to certain levels at certain points. So mine at first came down and then it started going up. So they said, well, probably the mole is growing back and you're wow. going to have to start chemo shots called methotrexate. What? 
this is you know, so you're this like, is like okay so this is over a span of how many weeks by the way like you find out about this and now you're it started in August we had the first DNC in November a month later you had to I wait got from the... August to November yeah yeah wow a lot of people who you know if you have a regular miscarriage which mm-hmm. I didn't know this until I went through it you can start trying like a month later, yeah. like three weeks, later, like you get your period again, you can, you can start trying, right? Yeah. With ours, they said to us, because there's, there's a potential for this mold to grow back, you cannot get pregnant. Wow. So you can, and it could be six months to a year before you could try again. Okay. So this is after losing the baby, right? Yes. So we're mourning the baby. So it's very sad. So, yeah. Then uh, in December, I get a phone call from them. Your HCGs are rising. When you get back from Christmas, you're going to have to start shots. So first of January, I get home. I'm going to say it was like probably January 8th, 9th, like around there in 2020. Um, I'm at home getting ready to go to work. And I just like, it's almost if you had left your faucet on and yeah. there was like a trickle, yes. I just start bleeding oh this God. ongoing trickle. And I'm like, I'm hemorrhaging. This is crazy. I am having hem- like through your underwear, through your jeans, like oh you're God. on the, you know, so I call 911. They're like, don't flush the toilet. I flush the toilet. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Yeah. Like they want to know probably how much you lost. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm losing a lot. So get there. You know, thank God you talk about the universe mm. and all the gods working that day. We happen to live like two miles from the emergency where the high-risk OBGYN is and my other OBGYN. And it just so happened, it was like 11 a.m. in the morning. The high-risk OBGYN was on was in the office that day. So they get me prepped for surgery. They're like, you. and before I go into surgery, this will make all your listeners like, oh my God, okay. They said to me, we're going to do everything we can to save your uterus. But if it's between taking your uterus and your life, we you will have a full hysterectomy. Like- so you and go then I went under. under like okay night <laughs> so like how do you okay you're yellow you have a yellow aura okay and so just like when i talk to yellow aura people it's very much like here are the facts this is what happened then there was this, da, 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 da. and you like and you're like me like in that you can kind of like laugh about how ridiculous this is but like in the moment do you find yourself going for information and just like to survive because you're, or do you, are you a crumbler? You feel more like a survivor. But, no, yeah. I crumble after. Yeah. After. <laughs> so, you know, so they were like, sign here. And, uh, and honestly, at that point, because I am like facts, I was yeah. like, whatever you have to do. Like I was in that mode. I was like, whatever you have to do. My husband was like, whatever you have to do to save her life, whatever you have to do. So yeah, obviously I yeah. signed yeah. like <laughs> uterus to go <laughs> if it's going to go. And then I went under. Then I wake up and they said, we did not have to take your uterus out. God. We, you know, she was able to scrape the cells out. I had a, basically what they call a repeat DNC. Um, I was put in ICU, not because they thought that anything was going to happen, but it was such a rare circumstance. If I was going to hemorrhage again, it would happen in like the 12 to 24 hours after. Um, and then they said, you're going to, you're basically going to Shark Cancer Institute here in Northern Virginia, and you're going to start chemo shots the oh, following week. my God, Sarah. Like, when I tell you, I, oh my God, like, I are you working that. during this? Like, do you have to go on the radio and talk about things? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, how do you do my, that? Like, they, everybody at work knew, right? Everybody at work knew. I mean, I took, I, I did have to take like a week off. And on top <laughs> of this, so. you'll... Yeah, you'll know, like my favorite aunt died. Like it was just like, oh it was like when people say the pandemic was the worst years of their life. I'm like, uh-uh. The mm. start of 2020, like the pandemic was easy for me. Like I was like, the start of pa- the pandemic was, I, cause I, and then I just crumbled. I was like, how mm. can this be happening? God, how can I lose my favorite aunt? Yeah. I don't even know if I'll ever be able to have a child. And the day I walked into that infusion center, I mean, I broke down. Yeah. Like I, I was like, I didn't even know you could get a pregnancy. I had no clue. Wow. It and my OBGYN said to me, look, I've been practicing almost 20 years. You're the only patient that I've ever had had the, like have this ever in 20 years. I I'm love like, that doctors are honest, but sometimes it stresses me out because they say things like that. <laughs> and you're like, wow. Well, you know, I turned it around. I thought, look, look, 
if I'm the 1% in this situation, I'm going to be the 1% in the opposite. Like if I have this kind of luck, I'm going to have damn good. I'm going to make it in Hollywood because if I can be this 1%, it's got to swing the other way. I love how you, you know? spun that. That's true though. It's just odds. Like let's have odds for the I'm, good stuff too. Yeah. I'm like, I go big or, you know, go home. So I'm like, this is going to go. So yeah. we had to, we, I did um, 12 shots of methotrexate, which okay. ended in the 1st of March. Actually, I think my last shot was maybe like two days before the world kind of shut down. Wow. Um, and they said, you have to do six months of blood tests before you can start to get pregnant, just to make sure this mold doesn't grow back. Anyway, so it didn't, we were very blessed. We got pregnant in August of 2020. And then our son was born healthy, no problems in April of 2021. What date, April? April 8th. We're birthday twins. That's my birthday. Yeah, I'm April 8th. That's crazy. Well, that's a very good sign. That is a very good sign for my son, KJ. That's so So cool. I, you know, you can ask me any question. I mean, I tell yeah. people, I talk about this all the time because there were many things that I did that I would recommend. Yes. Um, one of the biggest things they said was to get therapy. And mm-hmm. I have great OBs that are like, they, they're also into the universe, but obviously they're science-based. But they were like, look, you need to get, you need to go to therapy because you need to clear out all the like energy, all the sadness because you're going to have a healthy pregnancy and you ca- you don't want to carry that over. Mm. So I started doing that. Acupuncture, I highly recommend. I'm sure a lot of your, your um, listeners are already doing that. Find a good Chinese medicine based. There's a difference. So find okay. a good Chinese medicine based um, acupuncturist who really specializes in fertility. Um, also, I would get I would go to the the best, best, best doctors you can find with your insurance and I would listen to them. Mm. I was never a big believer. I was like, oh, you know, I'm going to read this blog and I'm going to do what they say. My husband is much more like, okay, if you were arrested for being accused of homicide, would you represent yourself? No, no. you would hire the best criminal defense attorney. And he's like, we have the best high-risk OBGYN. Listen to her. This is her expertise. So I would tell people, it's sometimes hard to trust them because they are so straightforward, mm. but find the best possible doctor your insurance covers and listen to them. Um, we also did everything. We went to um, a fertility. We also wanted kind of a second opinion. We went to a fertility doctor. Um, they kind of felt like we could get pregnant because we gotten pregnant so quickly. And this situation I was in was very rare and usually doesn't repeat. Yeah. Um, but we did everything. We did semen analysis. We did egg count. We got that all clear. Um, and they were like, try it for a couple months. If it doesn't work, come back. So I would say, and, and two, if you don't click with your doctors, we had two OBs that I, I really liked and my initial OB really recommended this doctor. So, I mean, do, you know, find the people that you click with that are also really good at what they do. But we did all those things and it worked. And I know sometimes people do that and it doesn't work. Yeah. And, you know, you're amazing at, at kind of keeping people like, you never know how that baby's going to come, whether yeah. it's through adoption or surrogacy or you, or, you know, you don't know. But, um, but those were all the steps that we took. What, okay, when you decided to try again, wh- how, scare, how scary was that? <laughs> oh, uh, it was, okay, so we had gone to all this therapy. We like cried, we'd mourned this baby, all these things, right? And then you get pregnant and it's like all that work, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> I mean, it does matter. It really helped, but you're like, yeah, I know so, what you mean. Uh, for the first 18 weeks, I wish I could tell people that I enjoyed it, but I really- <laughs> did not enjoy it. I hear that a lot. Yeah. That makes, yeah. It was just like going through the motions and it was like not getting my hopes up, even though of course, for like anybody over 35 and once you do the 13 week, the high risk. And once we had gotten that, that he had no chromosomal issues from there, as you know, of course, every trimester that you go along, the chances every week you go along, the chances of something happening, diminish, diminish, you know, significantly. Um, so it wasn't until the 18th week they did the last spina bifida test. And once that came back clear, then I had made up my mind it was going to be faith over fear. Like okay. every time all of that, like, oh my God, what if something went wrong? What if I just kept going? Nope. Like I, you know what? All the doctors are saying things are good. You know, the chances of something happening are usually chromosomal related. 
if, you know, genetically, something yeah. is something's wrong genetically. So they've done every single test. I'm going to do everything, you know, on my end, and I'm just going to keep letting, turning it over to God. Um, but I would still have moments where it would just catch me and I'd be like, you know, if I didn't feel him move every yes. day, I'd be like, oh, you know, yeah. um, but I just kept going faith over fear and I'd go out and take a walk and I'd be like, Sarah, you know, there, they were right about all the molar stuff. Right. They're right about this. Let it, so, but I had to talk to myself and then really, I really enjoyed it probably after the 22 weeks. I really got into it. Okay. That, I think that's encouraging for people because I think a lot of moms who are trying again after such a traumatic loss, they feel bad for being scared or they feel bad for not attaching to the pregnancy or they, and, and you're saying you just got to roll with it and talk to yourself. Yeah. And I mean, we kept going to therapy. I also really recommend for your listeners, a book by Emily Oster called Expecting Better. It is amazing. She is a professor from Brown University and she's all about the science. And we kind of get from doctors like a blanket thing, right? Like you shouldn't drink. You shouldn't, um, you know, okay, over 35, it's really hard to get pregnant. That's actually not true. There isn't, it's just every single year you wait, your fertility gets, you know, goes down. But if you're over 40, Emily does a whole chapter on basically how many women over 40 are having successful pregnancies. And essentially, I think over 40, it's like you have a 60 or 70% chance of still having a healthy pregnancy. It's it's much higher than you think. Yes, the statistics are much higher than you think. It's just that when you go to the doctor, they have to give a blanket for everyone. Yeah. You know, I highly recommend that book. That book gave me great uh, peace of mind. Also talks about like miscarriage. Of course, most women know this, but the further along you go, the re- you know, it comes way, 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 way down as far as... So that was reassuring because, uh, you know, being so surprised like that, I was like, oh my God, could something happen at 27? Yeah, that's weeks? traumatic. Right. And of course it does, you know, things do happen. People are that 1%, but overall, and the other thing that stuck with me that I would tell your listeners is my high risk OBGYN would say, you need to remember that 90% of the time, everything goes right. Mm -hmm. So when I, when all that fear and anxiety would come in, I would just take a deep breath and I go 90% of the time, everything is good. Yes, something can happen, but nine, I mean, if someone told you you're, you have a 90% chance of winning, buying, winning the lottery, if you bought a ticket, would you buy a ticket? Yes, absolutely. Of course. <laughs> like, those are amazing odds, yeah, right? So I love how you think about things, Sarah. And I think that that's like, in a way, your way of uh, uh, manifesting or using mantras to help yourself kind of like spin the energy in a different way. Cause we can't really control our thoughts, but you can, it sounds like you worked with them and you're like talking to them and giving them statistics. (laughs) You got it. Yeah. Because those thoughts I think creep in for all of us. And instead of beating myself up, like I should be, I should be, you know, I would just kind of take a deep breath and I go, you know, you, yeah. Like, 90% of the time, Sarah, things go right. Hold on to the 90%. Like I would just do that. And then eventually, you know, again, like every time, every week I got closer, I got more excited and we knew we were going to meet him and like all these great things. So yeah, I mean, I, you know, cause I think for all of us, that fear comes in. Yeah. Um, What's the most helpful thing you heard from friends and well-intentioned people and the least helpful things you heard from friends and well-intentioned people? And you would have a lot of things because you're so present on social media. I imagine you've heard it all. Good you know bad. what was interesting? I really, because I was I was so in that mindset of I, I need to have a very healthy pregnancy and I need to keep myself from not going to a dark side, I actually didn't read a lot of comments. That's smart. Um, during that time. I really didn't. I, I didn't open people's messages. Um, because again, I, I felt we had two really good doctors. I was like, I'm just going to focus on what they say. Cause you know, everybody has things that worked for them. Everybody's body's different. You know, for some women, they don't need to go have, see their OBGYN often. They give birth easily. They, you know, everybody's. So I just kept saying, I can't read these. I can't take these women's advice, even though I know it's well-intentioned. Yes. Right. So I did not open a lot of messages until after he was born. Um, I would say actually the thing, a lot of people I felt scared me about, you're going to be so sick. You're going to be so tired. 
uh, childbirth is so awful. C-section is so awful. And I have to tell you, and maybe it's because I had already been through hell. <laughs> yes. You're like, C-section? That's nothing compared to what I've been through. Yeah. C-section was very easy. I would not hesitate to... I had a scheduled C-section. Don't regret it. The the um, Afterwards, it's a much slower recovery. I think women that have vaginal births, it's much easier to just jump back up. It yeah. was took me many weeks to kind of feel better. Um, but I... I would recommend that was not scary. Um, and I felt great during my pregnancies after I got over that. I never had crazy, cra- like people would say, oh, you're gonna have crazy cravings. I never, cra- I craved oatmeal, which was super boring. Like, so- That's really I think- funny. <laughs> <laughs> I needed to drown out a lot of the noise because I do put a lot out there. And of course I want people to share, but at that period in my life, I was like, I just, I can't read it. I like that. That's a great boundary though. Cause like just limiting streams of information to the ones that you have decided you're going to listen to and trust. And you know, even people, dear friends of mine would send me their birthing plans. Oh, Oy vey. No. I couldn't even, I didn't even read them. I didn't yeah. read them because my OBGYN was saying, look, in your circumstance, you cannot have a birthing plan. We have to do what <laughs> is best for you and the health of this baby. Like, yeah you know, you need to roll with this. You and had so, the purple birthing plan. Like, whatever. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> like, whatever. But, oh, my God. I mean, my friends wanted candles. They wanted yeah, lighting. They I wanted know. Birthing plan stressed me out personally. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm just going to show up there, have, like, a rough time, see what happens, and hope, you know, have a baby. You know, that's... But some people do love to plan like that. It makes them yeah. feel good. Oh my God, they brought certain foods. They brought towels. I couldn't do it. I, I just, I packed a small bag. Yeah. I was like, we're 40 minutes from the hospital. If my husband has to go, I, I, the birthing plan stressed me out too. Yeah, they <laughs> do, they stress me out. Um, okay, so all of this happened. You have a beautiful baby. You have KJ. Um, how old is he now? He's nine months. He just turned nine months on January 8th. Um, I'm looking, I just want, can I look at his picture and like talk about him? Yes. Oh my God. Yes. Thank you. Give I, me his aura. Yeah. Tell okay. me what's going on. So him. it's hard with little babies because sometimes they, um, I'm pulling up your Instagram here cause I know he's probably all over it. Oh, there he is. Yeah. So, oh, he's so cute. It's hard. Sometimes it's hard with babies because they take a while, you know, to form their colors, but they always have a, like a little vibe. So when I look at little KJ, he, to me, <laughs> I wonder if he'll be a little yellow because I wonder if he's absorbing mommy or he actually is yellow because I get that he's a bit particular about routine or something. And I know all babies love routine, but he to me feels like he enjoys his exact specifications for the day. Is he kind of like that? And he gets that from his father. You know, my (laughs) husband is like, my husband loves a routine. And did you, Sarah, you named him after someone? So yes, I, my husband and I both lost our fathers Uh, several years ago. So his name is Kimball Jeffrey. My father, who actually hated his name because everyone thought he was a woman. So oh, Kimball, Kimball. So because people would call him Kim, and then everyone would be like, "Oh, is she there?" And my dad would be like, "I'm a man." You know, he was he never really liked it. But I love the name Kimball Jeffrey, and we call him KJ or Cage for short. Oh, I love that. Cause he just, you got such dad energy around you in this picture. I want, he's just so sweet. And I just feel like this, um, this can, you know, I feel like he's just a really, this is just a, a healing baby for the family, you know, like just, just everybody can connect. It's like a lot of hope. It's a lot of, he, he has such a, and he's blue too. He's such a blue little baby. He's just a, a little lover. I mean, he's nine months. He feels like a really easy guy. But mama smiles. Yeah. He seems like from the moment he wakes up to the moment he goes to bed. And uh, this will not surprise you, but I feel he is completely our dad's reincarnate. Like, (laughs) and people say, well, what does he do that reminds, and of course I didn't know my, my husband's father, but I, I can't say it's anything he does. I feel like it's an energy. I just feel like they're so present when he's around. Yeah. A lot of dad, grandpa energy. Yeah, for sure. He just feels like he's very connected and protected and all of that. So I think like a lot of us, we have these babies and we're like, oh, you know, sometimes there's just like some air about them, some sort of presence or some sort of feeling like of connection. But when they're little like that, they're still kind of walking the line between the planes so they can kind of pick that up easier. That's so sweet. I love that. Oh, I feel it. I feel it with, with him. It's, it's, 
it's such a great, it's such, it's such a comfort. Like people are like, oh, sometimes I get really sad thinking about my, my grandparents, not, you know, my parents not seeing my grandchild. And I'm like, I don't know. It's funny with him. I don't have a sadness. I'm like, they're just so there. Yeah. Like I just feel them so strongly with him. It's really nice that you can take the time to like acknowledge their presence. Cause I know like from just, I don't know when I tap into mediumship or whatever, it's a big deal to come through. And when somebody notices it, it one makes it easier and two makes it more powerful. And it's kind of like if you showed up in a room and everyone ignored you, like you really wouldn't want to show up there anymore, you know? So it's better if you like, just like, even if you think you're silly, you know, just, oh yeah, you know what? I think they are, but because they are, and it just makes it easier for them to, to latch onto that energy and come through with joy. I love that. Sarah, you have crazy, amazing things happening for you. I I honestly suggest everybody go over to your podcast, the Sarah Frazier show, because you made an announcement and I'm really, I want to announce it so much here because they can go listen because you have, you have been manifesting your best life back to that yellow, purple, no more inauthentic blue, Sarah. Um, So I'm really excited to see where your journey takes you next. Thank you so much. Yes, it's the Sarah Fraser Show. You can hear my big announcement. And look, I want to thank you. Your Instagram is so inspiring to read about celebrity auras, to, to talk to you coming. You know, you, I don't think you realize like how much of an impact you had. You gave me the courage to, you know, remain, like say to AJ, we need to part ways, but of course we still want to be friends and we'll collaborate in the future. Like you helped me so much in getting that clarity and just going for it. And I... I have stopped like a lot in the past year and gone, holy shit, like thank you to bringing people like you in my life and betting on myself. And this next journey, I'm doing the same. And I just know that great things are going to happen. That means so much. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thanks for being on. Thanks for sharing all your hard won lessons with our listeners. I know that there are a lot of people need to hear some things from somebody who's been through it. So I really appreciate it. Yeah. And, and, you know, we were there too. We were ready to adopt. We looked into starting the adoption process. We looked into um, a private adoption, private adoption, public adoption, fostering. To, we we kind of resigned ourselves to that a little bit. Like that was going to be um, the path that we took. So I, I love the advice you've given. Don't give up because that baby is on the way. Yeah. Just envision that you know, it's hard because yeah, you got to envision that baby just in your arms and just let go of how it comes to you. And yeah. it's, it's easier said than done, but yeah, totally. Thank totally. you so much, Sarah. You got it. Thanks, Mystic Michaela. Love you. Love you. And thank you, Mystic Michaela spiritual family for hanging out with us today. This podcast is for you and about you and you all take care. If you want to be the most interesting person at the cocktail party, well, hop on over and listen to the Brain Candy Podcast. Our award-winning content will have you laughing while you're learning. We read all the best articles, books, and studies, and keep up with new TV shows, documentaries, and pop culture. And then we cram it all into two shows a week. Conspiracy theories, cannibal rabbits, unsolved mysteries, the history of the Walkman. There's something for everyone. The Brain Candy Podcast. Find our link in the show notes. Or simply search for the Brain Candy Podcast on your podcast app.